0: thank you for your presence in this place we acknowledge your presence here Lord we acknowledge you as King of Kings and Lord of Lords we pray Holy Spirit that Jesus be lifted high tonight thank you for that name that is more powerful than any stronghold that that name is stronger than any attack any sickness any lack any disease. Thank you tonight that we don't serve a dead God. We serve a God that conquered death, hell, and the grave. Thank you that you have a name which is above every other name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue yeah. shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Thank you that we worship who we know. Thank you that you are intimate, you are personal. Thank you that you are the bright. And morning star to our lives that you bring light to the darkness that everything is different when you step in thank you what a powerful name the name of Jesus come and lift those hands in adoration for that beautiful name of Jesus the name which is higher the name that is stronger the name that is more glorious than any other name and tonight Lord we submit to that name your word says that demons tremble at the mention of the name of jesus christ and we worship you tonight lord at our situation bow its knee in your presence difficulties must flee in jesus name demonic spirits must go tonight strongholds must be broken because of that name of jesus christ the name of the lord is a strong tower the righteous runs into it and they are saved thank you for that name of jesus lord your word says we are hidden in christ thank you that you are our great protection we love you jesus we love you so much receive your worship tonight receive the adoration from our hearts we love you we glorify your beautiful name can we read you one more time just lift those hands to him in adoration and tell him how much you love him beautiful jesus we love you with everything we have what an honor to call you our God our friend our savior our healer our provider In the name of Jesus oh hallelujah 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 thank you for that name we love you Jesus we love you Jesus thank you for your presence Beautiful Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, one more time. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Come on, you tell that to your situation. There is power. Tell that to your sickness. Jesus. Tell that to your fear. There's power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain. To break every chain. To break every chain. power in the name of Jesus. Oh, there is power. There is power in. break every chain, to break every chain, to break every chain. There's an army rising up. There's an army rising up. Oh yes, there's an army rising up. There's an army rising. Up. An army rising up. Come on, the clearness. There's an army rising up. There's an army Pain, to break every chain To break every chain Come on, where's the army? Oh, there's, there's an army Rising up. Come on, an army of believers There's an army Rising up. Every chain, to break every chain, to break every chain, to break every chain. Hallelujah. I hear the chains falling. Hallelujah. I hear the chains falling. Can you see it? Ooh, I hear the chains falling. Are falling bondages are being broken high ah, things are coming down come on if you believe that I want you to put your hands together and give him a shout for 30 seconds come on Hallelujah to the Lamb. praise the Lord praise the Lord would you quickly greet somebody before you take your seat high-five your neighbor Hello neighbor, this is the day for my miracle. I'm happy to see some of you here tonight while the British Lions is playing. We serve the lion of the tribe of Judah. And, in, and by the way, he never loses. He never loses. So great to be with you all here. I remember tomorrow morning 10 a.m. and then Monday to Friday 7 then Saturday coming, it's not going to be a, a p.m. service. It will be an a.m. service, 10 a.m. Saturday morning, 10 a.m. And then Sunday again, 10 a.m. Who's excited to be part of this? I know there's so much going on in this nation at the moment. I mean, to, just to think about five things makes me sick to my stomach. But we thank God that we have a hope. And His name is Jesus Christ. And if God is for us, who can be against us. Amen. And this is why we put our focus on Him. It will always be about Him. And as long as this is about Jesus, everything is okay. Now, I want to I uh, take up an offering for the work of God before I'm going to start. But I, before we do that, I want to show you something in Scripture. If you understand, when you give your, your money to the Lord... There's a lot of p- people that I, that I see, they give and they don't know why they give. And, they, you know, and, and, and I think it's, it's, it's wrong, especially when you do something with your finances, you don't know what it's all about. Something that moves me over the Lord spoke to me about I was standing in Israel and I was preaching in Israel. And the one night I took a walk down the beach, praying, spoke to the Lord. And the Lord gave me, as clear as day, while I was standing there, stuff happened while I was standing there. Let me explain to you. I was standing on the beach and I was praying, spoke to the Lord. And suddenly there's ravens in the middle of the night flying over the ocean, over the beach where I am. The ravens. And I heard him say, the ravens is coming. Then I turned to my right and there's a fox on the beach. Foxes as holes to lay in. But the son of man doesn't have a place to lay his head. And then as I saw it, fishes were jumping out of the sea into the water. And he speaks about provision. And the Lord started speaking to me about this. He said to Peter... Peter, I'm going to make you a fisherman of man. Say with me, a fisherman of man. What does this mean? It means that I'm going to, you're going to, the same way that you catch the fish, you're going to do it likewise with people. Then Peter came to him, funny enough, and he said, Lord, it's time to pay our taxes. And what does Jesus tell him? Jesus tells him to go and fish. And the Bible says, as Peter was fishing, the scripture says, from the one fish, there was a gold coin in its mouth. So here's the thing that the Lord says. He says, as long as your motive is fishes, souls, there will always be gold for every soul. In other words, when we sow our seed, people think that you give to a church. If you give to a church, stop now. Stop now. You have to give to a ministry that wins souls. That's what it's all about. Because the, this is what Jesus says, that's where the gold is. To the Lord Almighty, buildings means nothing. Let me tell you this. This is going to be destroyed with the rest of this world. But souls is going with us and walking on the streets of gold. So God's business is souls. Please save souls. souls. So if you sow here into this ministry, you don't just sow into Faith City. Please, for the new people, you don't sow your seed towards this building. You sow your seed towards the world. We reach the world with the gospel. You know, sometimes when I get the stats of the nations that's getting, listening to us, I think there's a revival in Portugal because Portugal, my goodness, they watch me. They download the stuff, right? Like crazy. I think they're the the third nation in the world that's downloading and, and getting the stuff out of all the nations. And so when I think about this, I think to myself, a sower helped us get the gospel to Portugal. Because, you know, the gospel is free. But it takes a lot of money to take it to the world. And that's what people need to understand. So my basis, when I give and myself and my wife, we give personally every month to, to ministries that win souls. That's it. That's what I'm about. And I promise you, that's where the gold is. God will bless you when, you when you bless a ministry that's after souls. Not after who's got the biggest building and who's got the greatest auditorium. Because these things are going to Nothing. So our business is souls, shout souls. So when you give here, you have to have that in mind that I'm giving towards souls. Later this year, we'll be in Australia, we'll be in America, preaching the gospel. Our mission is 700 million souls. 700 million people need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ through this ministry. 700 million. Now I I saw on Facebook in a year's time we've reached 1.2 million people. That's not enough. To reach 700 million, that's not enough. We have, to, we have to be able to preach this on the highways and the byways. And South Africa is unfortunately too small to reach the world. I can't reach the world from here alone. And this is why when you give here, you give into souls. You don't give to a building. Jesus is not worried about this building. He's worried about people. Father, we thank you for the privilege of sowing seed into your kingdom. Thank you for entrusting us with finances. Because your word says, you shall remember the Lord your God. And we want to remember you in all, all, of, all of our lives and everything that we do. And we want to honor you with our substance. And as we did, thank you, Lord, for a blessing on, on, on people's seed. And, Lord, we declare this, that there will be a harvest of souls that will come into the, to the, to the kingdom of God like never before. We worship you for this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Now, I want to, this is day nine of the ten days that I have felt to, to have meetings again. And I'm excited about that because we're going to cover a lot of stuff and, and I, I, want to, I want to deal on, on, on certain stuff. And you know, last night, while I was praying, you know what came to my heart? And I thought to myself, but I already preached this, but it came to my heart. A warning. Tell my people about the rapture of the church. Tell my people, it's over. It's time for playing church is over. Jesus Christ is coming back for a glorious church. So in this 10 days... I'm going to deal on the times that we're living in now. I know there's a lot of people that don't believe in the rapture of the church. I do. Why do I do that? Because the Bible says that. And, and, and just a, a taste a little bit. There's doctrine in South Africa saying that, well, you know, the Bible says that the, the, the righteous will inherit the earth. Yes, not this earth, the new earth. Number two, these things they believe already took, already took place. They believe that everything in Revelation already took place. Now, I just want to know when did it happen of the rapture of the church because we've missed it. It's quiet now. If all these things happen, then we've, we've missed the rapture. I thought the Bible says there will be no more weeping, no more death. Why are people still weeping, still dying? Why is there still sickness? It's because these things are still about to happen. Is somebody listening to me? And he's coming back, as I said last night, not weak. He's coming back bold as a lion, with fire in his eyes and a sword in his hand. Praise the Lord. Now, I thank God for the opportunity of preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And and I want to teach on something tonight. And I'm not going to be long because I want to pray for the hungry people who's hungry for God. Who's so desperate for the Lord that you want God to touch you in a most powerful way. Now, when I was in the United States the last time, the service, one of the services was finished. I thought to myself, "I'm done tonight." I was just tired, and the people was dead. What, do you know what I'm talking about? It felt like I was preaching in South Africa. You know, in South Africa, I have to say this in Afrikaans. I'm sorry, but ons maan, ons gaan 'n time to om te gaan jag. Dan gaan ons dam toe om te gaan wag. Dan gaan ons kerk toe ons word and en dan gaan ons huis toe 'n is nacht. And I thought, well, the reason I say all this stuff, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Come on. Dam All right, so let me get back to my message. So that night, I felt like I was in South Africa. Not this church, thank God. Thank God we've got a culture of people hungry for the word of God and we receive the word of God because the devil will not steal the seed of our hearts. Come on. When the seed comes of the gospel of Jesus Christ, this is why it changes some and others is never being changed because the dev- you allow the devil to steal your seed. I want you to draw a line tonight and say, Devil, you're not stealing the seed from my heart. Come on, this, this word of God is seed to me. Hallelujah. So this night I felt I was done. I saw the doors opened up and I saw two people walking in. In my heart, I knew that they want to have, they were they just here for, for, for me to pray for them. I thought, I'm not going to pray for anybody. Close the, I closed my Bible. I said to them, thank you. I'm done. And then I saw the pastor went back and he came back. He said, listen, um, we've got a bit of a situation. I said, what's the situation? He says, that guy over there, they drove him an hour and a half to be here. He's demon possessed. But he says, I mean, this guy is possessed. Would you pray for him? I thought, I'm angry. Yes, bring him to me. I'm going to slap the <laughs> devil around tonight. And uh, so now he, he's sitting there in the back, this guy, and when I walked down the aisle, I saw the devil getting angry. He took his, the chair and he threw the chair and the whole chair jumped up and everybody ran to the side. And this pastor is checking me. Now I'm walking and he's checking me. He doesn't want to walk in front of me. He's just checking, where, where am I? And so as I was walking close to this guy, laid my hands on him, this devil started manifesting. But he started, I mean, started shouting. Vomit comes from his mouth. His face changed, I promise you. It seems like his eyes sat in the side, everything twisted. And I heard the devil say to me, he belongs to me. And if I'm coming out, I'm killing him. But vicious, the most vicious demonic attack that I ever saw in 17 years of ministry on any, any person's life. And this pastor, he shouted, and people started shouting when they saw the boldness, and everybody started shouting, and I, I'm just keeping quiet. And the more they shout, the more he shouts, and then they shout, and he shouts. And eventually, when everybody's quiet, we cast out that devil. That guy messaged me last night again. And he said to me, listen, something happened. He, he, he told me the whole thing. He said, I gave my soul to the devil. He said, I sold my soul to the devil. He said his dad was in witchcraft. I don't know what else. And he said when he sold his his soul to the devil, he went into another, a higher dimension of power in the devils. And he says the power of God set him free. God restored him, even gave him a job. Now, this is why we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to set the captives free. While I was saying this, my heart is so emotional. Thinking about God chose me out of seven billion people to do what I do to preach the gospel, to tell people that there's a hope. It doesn't matter how far you are away, there's still hope. But the unfortunate thing what happens around the world is you see that people hear the word of God, but they are not transformed. And the reason why they're not transformed is because they allow the devil to steal the seed from their heart. The most precious thing ever to have is somebody that speaks faith into your heart. Let me say that again. The most precious, uh, 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 let's call it a, a, a gift, that you can get from God is having somebody that speaks life into your spirit, man. And come on, do you hear me? The clear word of God, if I, if I look at what's going on around South Africa today, and people running around to fear different doctrines, it's because they don't have a preacher that preaches the truth to their home. Because you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And when you have the truth in you, nobody can, nobody can tell you anything else. Listen, if you stand for the truth, the reason why people are tossed and turned every time something happens is because there's no seed that produced the Word of God, which produced the faith of God, and the faith of God produces the results of God. So people don't have the results because they don't have the seed, because they allow the enemy to steal the seed from their hearts. I want to teach you tonight on this because this scripture that the Bible says in the days that we are living in, there will be more deception. Than ever before. Say with me deception. People are deceived. I'm going to say that one more time. People are deceived. And I want to start with saying this. I believe with all of my heart. The reason why the deception in this nation is why it is. Is because we have too many people preaching that's not called to preach. Let me just say it straight. Everybody is called to be a witness. Being a witness is not being a preacher. You are called to witness to your family. You are called to witness where you work. You What's witness? You witness about Jesus Christ. Lead people to the Lord. And you know, people need to be drawn by to the Lord through your living. Through what you say. Through the way you conduct yourself. Amen. I'm not speaking to you. But because everybody thinks now today with technology, I'm a preacher. So they sit on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and... They're not supposed to be able to, they, don't, they shouldn't teach. I see people teach on Facebook that needs teaching themselves. And then you wonder why this nation of South Africa is in the trouble it is. I want to tell people this right now. Woe to the teachers, the Bible says. Because God will have will help you accountable more than anybody else because you become a teacher of the Word of God. Let me just say this with utmost respect to anybody. I never chose ministry. Never. My dad told me he was going to preach because God gave him a word. It was prophesied over me. I said, there's no way. I'll clean the toilets. I'll, I'll stack the chairs. I'll park the cars. I'm not preaching. Because I know that when I get here, and let me just look at this thing. This thing is not holy. I can throw this around. But let me tell you, this thing. This word of God is Holy. And for the word of God, I have a holy reverence. There's a holy fear. So when I open up the word of God, you don't want to hear my opinion. I said, you don't want to hear my opinion. You want to hear the truth, the oracles of God's heart. Because that's what sets you free. So when you have a preacher that preaches the truth to you, you know, I can sit in China and you can sit here and still not be deceived because there's truth in you. But when there's no truth in you because you've allowed the devil to steal the seed from your heart, you will go from deception to deception to deception. It's, it's so unfortunate to say this. There's even preachers preaching that Jesus Christ is not the only way. And we preach, they preach the gospel. Now, I want you to hear me. If you, if you have the truth of God in you, and I, I, I want to say this, I want to add on to what I said last night. So many people wonder... Why certain people die in hospitals? Why certain physicians can't heal certain sicknesses and diseases? Let me tell you why. Because it's not organic. It's demonic. So let me explain that to you. They treat a sickness that does not come through something that's organic. They don't understand there's a demonic spirit So what we do is we treat people, but we don't deal with the problem. You can't feed Bernardo to a demon. I don't care how many slack I get on this cancer, it's a demonic spirit. And the reasons are they, they do chemo and they try their best, but they, what they miss is, there's only one way for that person to be healed. And that's for the demonstration of the spirit of God's power to set the captives free. Hallelujah. Lung cancer is not a condition. It's a demonic spirit, which is, by the way, an illegal immigrant in the temple of God Almighty. I'm telling you right now, high blood pressure is not because it's no bloodline, it's demonic. Yeah. Sugar diabetes is illegal in this body. Can I get an amen in this place? Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People with depression, what do we do? We give them an antidepressant. And it are not the antis. We don't know. They are depressed. Why? Because of a spirit of oppression and depression. And that thing you can't speak him out, you can't pray him out. You have to cast him out. Why don't we do it? Because the seed has been stolen from our hearts. I preach five, 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 five. And in the church, everybody's excited. And they get into their cars and they get bad news. And oh what can do? Why? Because the seed. Has been stolen from your heart. I'm going to give you a scripture. Are you ready? Yes. No more will the devil steal. Yes. I said, no more will the devil steal yes. the word of God from my heart. This is when you have the truth in you. The devil can't steal your joy. Yes. I want to start off with Second Timothy because I want you to uh, to hear this. Second Timothy chapter three verse thirteen, and then I'm going to. It says, but evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. I want to read that again. Evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse. What will they do? Deceive. Why do they deceive? Because they are deceived. So we are living in the hour where evil men is everywhere. Everywhere. And what do they do? The Bible says they will go, they will be from worse to worse. I think that Paul wanted to add a little bit, but I thought for the sake of the church he didn't. Because if I was Paul, I would have said deceiving, be, but evil men. I would say, but dumb people. <laughs> because people are just plain stupid. Yeah. 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 Thank God, not Faith City. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, how, how did the pastor say stupid? Give me a nicer word. <laughs> you know, there's a translation that calls them Stupid. Because we believe anything that the devil gives us, we believe everything. You know, there's not not even men and women today, there's so many different uh, uh, types of people, you know, they classify themselves as a Mercedes-Benz, they're a (laughs) Mercedes-Benz. If you say they're a a male, no, no, I'm offended, I'm not male, I'm a Mercedes, why don't you understand? Have you noticed this about a pastor? If I say something hard, you're offended, and for the next three weeks, you don't come back. I have to be here. Amen. Think about that. Think about a preacher. Come on. Oh, don't shout me down now. You don't like what I say, you leave. If I don't like what you say, I have to be back next week Sunday. Amen? Thank God for preachers. This is why you have to have a rhino skin. All right, let's go to Mark chapter 4. And I'm going to read two verses, and I want to deal on that. Mark chapter 4, verse 14, and then we're going to read John chapter 2. The Bible says, the sower sows the word. This is, by the way, speaks about a preacher. These are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, now, I want, I want to just keep it on the screen, and I want to exp- explain this to you. The Bible says the, the, the preacher sows the word. This is what I'm doing every day. I'm sowing. Sowing the word. Then the scripture says, these ones are the one by the wayside where the word is sown. And when they hear, Satan comes immediately. Why? When they hear, because faith comes by hearing. hearing. So when they hear, the scripture says, Satan comes immediately. I want you to say immediately. immediately. And takes away the word that was sown into their hearts. So they hear, but they don't listen. Yeah. Am I speaking to you? So the devil comes immediately after the word is sown. So I preach to you now. It is easy for you to shout amen now. Why? Because the word is sown to you. But immediately after the word is sown, this is when the enemy attacks. This is when the symptom comes back. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody. That's when the devil comes to attack. What's he doing now? Now he's stealing the word because the Bible says, when you hear, faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. So his job is to stop you from activating your faith. And faith can only come through what? Through hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. So he says, Satan comes immediately, takes away the word that was sown into their hearts. Go on. These likewise are the They stumble, now I want you to pause there. So some people, they get the word of God, immediately Satan comes, steal the word. The Bible says others, the word falls on stony ground, stony hearts. They receive God's word with gladness. Amen, hallelujah. Persecution comes, tribulation comes, and it causes them to stumble. This is why a lot of people can't withstand hard times. Hard times is given... Let me tell you, when hot time comes, you are supposed to have the victory. The reason why people don't have the victory is because the enemy has stolen the word from your heart. The only thing that can get you from where you are today, through tribulation and persecution, is the word of God. But when you don't have the word of God as a backing, what do you have to fight against what's coming to you? Am I speaking to you? So people receive the word of God with gladness. It's great to receive the word of God with gladness. But the problem is the enemy has stolen. Because you hear the word and while you hear the word you think about food, You think about food and you think about all the problems at work. And what you don't know is Satan keeps you occupied with stuff that has no value. With stuff that has no power. And you miss the word of God. Hallelujah. So the Bible says immediately they stumble. Go on. Now, these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word. And the case of this world, the deceitfulness of riches. Now, this is, I'm going to read it now, but you have to understand, he says, this is why some people, the, the word of God has no effect, because they are too busy with the affairs of the world. They are too busy trying to get rich as quick as they can. Or sit on a can or whatever. Then what about the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desires for for other things entering in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. So the scripture says, so some of us sit here and the word of God falls in between thorns. Some of you sit here, the word of God falls on stony ground. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it. Now let me go on. Not have an opinion about it. You didn't get this. He says these are the ones who have good soil. The word falls on good ground. They hear the word. They accept it. This is why when I tell you when the word of God says it's sin, accept it. When the Word of God says the blood of Jesus sets you free, accept it. When the Word of God says that He makes all things new, accept it. When the Word of God says I will bless you and increase you even to a thousand generations, you accept it. If the Word of God says by His stripes you are healed, you accept it. You accept it as the highest authority. Your opinion is not the highest authority. God's Word is the highest authority. And when you hear the Word and you believe the Word... That's when you walk in victory. You have to accept it. I promise you, you will get us everywhere. You read the word of God. Last night on our life, I read the word of God. Somebody commented, false preaching. I read the word. That's it. False preaching. And the guys went nuts on him. On Facebook. They choked him out. You can't even read the word of God. Then they call you false. When I read it, I turned around. I said, thank you, Jesus. I want to remind you of the hundredfold that your word says will come with persecution. The hundredfold blessing. They don't want to accept the word. They don't accept the word. They accept science. Let me just quickly tell you, scientists can't even get to all the galaxies in the sky. But I serve a God who says I measure it in the span of my hands. He gave them a name. Each one of the stars are named. My goodness, listen to me. People on the earth can't even reach there. They can't even reach there. And He, my goodness gracious, people of God, He sits above the stars. Created for His pleasures and for His glory. So that when we don't believe the word, creation will cry out. This is why the Bible says creation is eagerly waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. All of creation is waiting for us, my goodness, to get off our backside and manifest God's kingdom on the surface. I want to speak to five people that believe God's word and accept it. You are not on earth just to just to exist. You are on the earth to rule and to reign and walk in the God's dominion and authority and power. God did not call you to be the one day you're up and the next day you're down. You are called to be the head only. Come on, you are called to be victorious only. Do you believe that? If you believe that, I want you to put your hands together and give Jesus a shout of praise. I accept the word. Now hear this. These are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, they accept it, and then they bear fruit. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. They bear fruit. The Bible says some 30-fold, some 60, some 100 Let's jump to John chapter 2, verse 23. We're going to read until 24. Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover during the feast, many believed in his name. When? This is the reason why there's a when. There's a reason why there is a when. Okay, I'm teaching you now. Don't read the Bible verse for verse. Read it word for word. It says, many believed in his name. When? They saw the signs which he did. Blessed is he who believes, who did not see. They started believing when they saw. They didn't believe until they saw the signs that he was doing. But so many people just read that verse and then they stop and they build an empire on it. Read further on. Read the next verse. But Jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew all men the Bible, this is the translation says, he knows exactly what's in a man's heart. Now think about this. The Bible says the crowds believed in him when they saw the signs that he did. But Jesus did not commit himself to them. Because he knows what is in a man's heart. So people hear the gospel, they hear the message. And what happens now is it falls on stony ground. And they don't believe it, they don't accept it. They they they, they 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 just sit because maybe your wife made you come. Come on, maybe your wife dragged you. Maybe God listen maybe maybe your son cried out, Daddy, go to church today. But you're not here because you don't you want to be here. You're here because somebody made you and it's got no effect to you. While you're still sitting here, you didn't do it of God, Satan comes and he steals the seat. And this is the reason why some people are growing quickly. And other people are just staying. Yeah. Sometimes, and I, I don't want to sound nasty, but sometimes when I hear people, then I, sit, I ask them, are they in my church? Yeah. Can't be. They don't sound like me. They, they speak a different doctrine. Yeah. Do you know why? Sometimes people come to me and ask me a question. And then I think to myself, what? I preached on that for an entire year. Yeah. And still they ask me, why is that? It's because the enemy stole the word. Stole the word. And what happens is, so those Christians stays on that baby milk forever. Then some of sometimes the word falls into forms, and the scripture says they are glad because of the word of God, but there's no substance. So when the attack comes, come on, they don't know how to stand. Again, while I'm preaching, the devil is doing it right now. You didn't get this. While I'm preaching, the devil is doing it right now. Some of you are getting glad that you're excited about the Word, but the minute you go home, there's nothing, there's no substance. Some of you is good soil, the, the, the seed falls, and you accept the Word of God. And one Word from God, this is why you don't need to have the sign to believe. You have to have the Word to believe. When you, when you accept the Word of God as the truth and nothing but the truth, you step into a dimension where God says yes and amen. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody right now. The devil, don't allow the devil to steal. The Bible says Satan comes immediately. So what happens in a church? What happens when somebody preaches the word? Satan is walking around. And now you wonder, why isn't that person blessed? John chapter 2. Jesus did not commit himself to a person. Because he knows what is in a man's heart. This is why you can love for with trauma and love on with heart until you're blue in the face. He says in the scripture, these people praise me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. You can't sing holy, 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 and we like to party. I'm going to say a nasty thing now. Throw me out. All the kerkraat. But if you're a Christian and you're drinking, you haven't gotten to the truth of God's word. Oh, ain't no vessel. Remember, I have to be back Sunday again. I don't want to look like this world. I don't want to sound like this world. When Jesus took a hold on my life, everything changed. I was playing rugby. You can ask my dad. I was so good in rugby that I was playing for the Golden Lions. I was the best saint in Gauteng. And when Jesus came into my heart, I lost my love and my joy for rugby. My passions died. I have a new passion for the line of the tribe of Judah. Amen. This is why we're here tonight. So Satan comes, robs you of the word. And then people wonder why, why am I 20 years on the road, maybe in the road, in the way, not off the way. Because the Lord Jesus has not committed himself to you. And that's my fear for the church. Because I see Christians being defeated everywhere. If I read my Bible and accept the Word of God as truth, it means that I'm always a victor. I, I, I ask the Holy Spirit to help you to see this in the Spirit because the life of the Spirit is the life of power. But if you truly believe the Word of God and accept it, doesn't matter what you have to go through, victory is already yours because of what Jesus did for you on the cross. Who believes that, by the way? Come, if you believe that, shout hallelujah. Yeah. So it, 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 it got to me while they even saw the miracles, Jesus still said, I'm not committing myself to them. I'm not committing. If, if, I, if I look at a group of people, I can take five people. I promise you I can take five, any five people in, in this church and I can see a relationship with the Lord. Not by what you say. Nothing to do with that. And then I can tell you to whom Jesus has committed himself. When Jesus commits himself to somebody, let me tell you, He becomes a friend. And and, and nobody messes with you because you're a friend of God. He gives you dreams and visions, and He speaks to you. Long before stuff happens, He's committed to you. Listen to me. I want to speak from my heart quickly, and I hope it will help you. I have a passion for the Lord. My, My goodness. I always tell the Lord this, Lord, I can't boast in my love for you. I can boast in His love for me. But if I have to speak about my love for the Lord, I can't explain it to you in mortal words. I can weep. I'll sit in my in my living room with my wife and we can discuss Jesus, I will cry. And so people think that when you cry in the presence of the Lord, it's my problema. If if I have to be judged according to my tears about how big my problems is, my goodness gracious, then I've got huge problems. I don't cry because I have problems. I cry because I'm in awe. Everything changes in his presence. And sometimes I wonder, why can I go into my prayer room, close the door, and he's there. And some people, when you tell them to pray, they, it's a fight. They don't get there. Why? Because Jesus has not committed himself. Because he knows what's in a man's heart. Let me tell you this. When the Lord used me, when the Lord started using me, the miracles that I saw, the one I went into my room and I said to the Lord, Lord, why are you using me? That's my question to the Lord. Why are you using me? I thought he's going to tell me because of the gift, because of this, because of that. Maybe it's because my name meant like the vessel. He didn't say that to me. He said, the reason I'm using you is because of your heart. I saw your heart. And I thought, my heart? He saw my heart. This is why, in a I don't care if you call me apostle, evangelist, peanut, pity, heart, makes no effect, because my heart is secured after Him. I know many people can say you can ju- you'll, you can just talk. God knows my heart, This is why He's trusting me with what He's trusting me. You can put a hundred million US dollars cash. Take that. Like Jesus, give me Jesus. That's got nothing. All the money in the world put together has got nothing on him. The joy that he gives you. And so the Lord said to me, as long as you give me glory, I'll use you. When you take glory for self, I'll remove you. So what happens today is a lot of people wants to jump up. And let me tell you this. I, I can say this because it's a fact. I see youngsters coming through these doors. Lay hands on me. I want to do what you do. Not one of them, pack a chair, park a car, clean the toilet. And then 10 years from now, they still where they were 10 years prior. For the simple sake, Jesus could not commit himself to them. You see, Elisha needed Elijah. When Elisha received the mantle from Elijah, it took him 13 years because God wanted to see if I can commit myself to this man and when jesus can commit himself and this is why you have to fight for the word of god this is why you shouldn't take anything that you hear as god's word if it's not biblical i believe i promise you this if if the word of god that you hear doesn't cut you it's not the word of god because the bible says god's word is sharper than any two-edged sword it's not a fever to tickle your conscience. it's a sword to divide you must feel offended jesus offended Five thousand people. Imagine that in one day, the biggest church split in history. Five thousand got up, and by the way, it was only recorded as men. There was women and children, too. Five thousand of them were offended because Jesus' words were so hard, it cut it. Then he turned to his disciples. Can you imagine Jesus did not say, please come back, I'll change my theology. Jesus knew when the 5,000 leave, the calling stays with Him. The anointing stays with Him. The blessing stays with Him. He knew that He's not called of man. He's called of God. Therefore, therefore, He turned to His disciples and He said, do you want to go too? Because I'm getting the job done with you or without you. I'm preaching the gospel and demonstrating the kingdom with or without you. Amen. Oh Lord, where will we go? From you is the words of life. Jesus can commit himself to them because they, you know, cut me. People don't realize when God cuts you, it brings healing. When it pacifies you, it ensnares you, it entangled you in sin. But Jesus gives you the victory. When you hear the gospel, when you hear the, the preaching of the word, you have to fight for the word of God to grow in your spirit. I can tell you this, I grew up in church. What a good message. What did he preach? I don't know, but it was good. It's a good message. Because Satan stole the word. Ten years from today, there's a great message. What did he preach? I don't know. It was good. I can't remember, but it was good. But those who's buying in accept the word of God. When they go through trials and tribulations, they declare the word of God. Let me tell you this. Samuel grew up with with Eli, and Eli was a prophet of God. And the scripture says that he took him under his wing in his house he grew up there. And Samuel, while Samuel was just sleeping, he heard a voice, Samuel, Samuel. He got up, he ran to Eli and he said, are you calling me? And Eli said, it wasn't me, go back to sleep. He went back to bed. Again, he heard, Samuel, Samuel. He ran to Eli. Are you calling me? And what did Eli say to him? He said, if you, if you hear that again, say, yes, Lord, here I am. You know how so beautiful? His spiritual father sounded like God. If those speaking into your life does not sound like God, you better run for the hills. I'm speaking to you. I want the word of God to take effect in my heart. I want the word of God not to, I don't want to pacify with the words. I want to demonstrate God's power to a lost and dying world. I want to be that guy that God answers with fire. I want to be that guy when nobody has hope, nobody has faith. I want to be that guy that runs to that mountain and say, give me the mountain. I want to be that guy. I want faith. I want God's word. Too many people live a life where Jesus is not committed to them. And I, I'm going to say that statement again. You can be committed to your, to, to, to your church and not be committed to Jesus. It's impossible to be committed to Jesus and not be committed to the church. Impossible. Come on, am I speaking to somebody? This is, let me explain this to you. This is why when, when I preach on the rapture, some people will get, uh, fear doctor. You know why? Because Satan already stole the seed. Some people, when I say, the rapture is coming, they're jumping on their feet. They're running around. Say, so, Lord, I'm waiting for the sound. Why? Because the word has been accepted. Am I speaking to you? This is why when, you know, when, when I hear doctrine or somebody giving to word, and I know it's the truth, my heart rejoices. Thank you, Jesus. This is the word of God. But when there's a when there's a a doctrine that's not of God, I know for a fact this is bull. Twang. Nobody has to tell me to go back to the word because the Holy Spirit brings everything into remembrance. So when 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 the Holy Spirit will witness with your spirit, and listen, let me just quickly say this to you: It's not the Bible doesn't teach us that your feelings will witness with you, or your opinion, or your mother-in-law doesn't say that. It says the Holy Spirit will witness with you. Come on, help me out somebody. So let me take this together before I'm going to pray for people. By the way, who's hungry for God tonight? Who needs a miracle? Who needs a physical touch? Who needs a financial turnaround? Lift both of your hands, lift your feet. Borrow somebody's hands if you need a huge one. I'm going to tell you this. I'm at the point in my life now where I just want God. I don't want anything else but Him. That's it. Nothing else but Him. But you have to. You have to. And again, I'm saying this as I look at people's faces. I can see, some people already somewhere else. I can see it. Some people are so in the Word of God. You have to. You have to do this, people of God. You have to guard the Word of God with everything. Hear me, especially in these days. You know, the Scripture teaches us that imposters will come. They will deceive many. But when you have the word of God rooted, this is why I promise you nobody will speak me out of the fact that Jesus is a healer. No one. (laughs) Nobody. Nobody. If you understand the truth of God's word, nobody will speak me out of the fact that he's a provider. Your opinion does not negate the fact that he is what his word says he is. Why? Because I've accepted it. So what you do is, the scripture says, the word of God comes, it falls on on, on tarot. This is also why when, even when you sow seed, financial seed, you have to put it into good soil. Yeah. It doesn't help you, help you help family members buying booze. Yeah. And they don't have money for food, but you supply the money. Why don't you tell them, this month, buy the food, I'll buy the booze. What's the difference? Yeah. Well, let me ask you that again. You help family members buying booze. So they buy the booze, you have to buy the groceries. Why don't you call them up and say, don't worry, you buy the groceries this month, I'll buy the booze. Yeah. Lord, why am I not blessed? Because you put your money into a ground that there's no upcoming. They Come on, this, it's, it's a waste. You, you're pouring something. In. This is why Jesus says, do not cast your pills to the swine. Yeah. You know how many times in my life I felt like I'm throwing pills to the swine? People ask me, why are you so quiet? Because what I have is precious. What I have did not come through one day of study or three years of theology studying. What I have in me has become bright before the foundation of the earth. When God, before He even created me in my mother's womb, it's a price to pay. And when you give the word of God, it's valuable. Because the word of God is supposed to set people free. Set the captives free. Come on, deliver God's people. This 10 days, I'm going to deal a lot with you. And I, I need you. In my prayer room the other night, I didn't even tell my wife this. And I'm intimate with the Lord. He speaks to me as clear as day. I know exactly the direction and everything. And all of the things that he, he said to me again, as you already know, guard your heart against everything that can be guarded. Guard your heart. When he said that to me, a situation rose up in my mind. And again he said, guard your heart. There was a preacher in this church Then I'm going to pray for people. It was his church. And the one day he had a heart attack. And they pushed him into the hospital. And they said, when they they pushed him into the hospital, that they thought he's dead because he was as white as as this. And his wife called and she said, Can you please come pray for him? He had a heart attack. The doctors have no hope for him. I got to the hospital room. I prayed for him. And they had to do an operation. And when he came to, I went back to the hospital. And you know what he said to me? He was the pastor of this church before before, um, somebody else took over and the church failed and now we're here. But he said to me, he grabbed my hand and he said, Pastor Vessel, don't allow anybody to break your heart. I asked God, why did this happen to me? And he said, you allowed people to break your heart. And he grabbed my hand and he squeezed it. He says, church folks can break your heart. Do you know what he did? He gave up the church. He gave it up. There's a preacher in America, Texas, a mega church. He's got, I think they said he's got about 10,000 people on a Sunday. He had 7 million US dollars in the bank account. When COVID struck, thank you Boston, when COVID struck, he closed his church. He went on to Facebook Live. There was a small church in his area with 150 people. This pastor remained open. He said, I'm not closing down. The mega Church pastor criticized him heavily, attacked him heavily because he remained open and he's closed. And they say that when the lockdown in America ended, especially in Texas, let me tell you, those Texans don't take nonsense. You say, where's your mask? Mask who? They slap you for asking them that question. They've got boards next to the homes. We don't call 911 with two guns. (laughs) Ask it for Papi. In any case, so when, the, when, when everything opened up, this pastor opened his church, the mega preacher. 60 people came back to church out of 10,000. He called this small preacher. He said, I want to see you. He said, you want to see me? You're the one who's attacking me left, right, and center. Does it sound familiar, my wife? Does it sound familiar? She sounds familiar. We were open, and I was attacked. Mega preachers called me up. Cursed me in South Africa. Mega churches. I can name you names, but I'm not worth my trouble. There's one guy, he's a preacher. He said, Hey, brew. I said, Ask me your brewery. So eventually, the small preacher will end up with the mega church, mega pastor. Do you know what the pastor said to him? The mega church. He says, Here's the deed. To my church, here's, here's the bank account. I'm unworthy of calling myself a pastor. You have to do what I'm doing. And he gave up ministry. Why do I say that? The small guy had the word of God, except, accepted it as truth. Nothing moved him. Even the threats from his own brethren did not move him. While the rest caved and bowed their knees to Baal. So many people preach this. This is why, my God, I get a holy anger thinking about this. Lord, help me. Preaching this thing and not believing what I preach. Shame on us. I believe it to the T. I say to the T. So in this hour, you better mark my words. Those who are standing for the truth of God, they are going to see an increase, and abundance like never before they're going to see a turnaround like never before because they stood for the truth i'm telling you right now those who stand for the truth in this hour you will see god in action now you i don't see any people writing down the time the second i'm telling you this god is about to move for those who are standing for the truth of god even if it means you're standing alone god will come through for you we are living in the hour of Elijah where God will raise us up and God will answer a fire through our lives because we stand for the truth. Even if it means you stand alone. Amen. Even if it means... A preacher called me and I don't want to speak about pe- preachers but a preacher called me in South Africa. Do you know what he said to me? Forgive me. I said, for what? He said, I spoke to other preachers. We can no longer deny the call of God upon your life. Will you forgive me? Preachers, preaching. If you just grab a hold of the word, then you don't have to be jealous. You can do what I do. Just believe the word of God. I'm just a simple guy. Not to my wife, I'm a hero, but in any case, I'm just the kind of guy that I believe God's word to the T. To the T. If he says that he heals, yes, Lord. If he says he provides, yes, Lord. He told Abraham, Get up. Go to a land which I will show you. Why did he say that? It's the unknown. I'm going to show you. In the unknown na- nation, I can take care of you. That's what he said to him. And he took care of him. Abraham believed God. And therefore, it was counted as righteousness. He believed God. What did he do? He received the word and accepted it. Uh, my prayer for you is that you'll start to believe the word of God. Accept it. And don't allow the devil to come immediately and to steal the word of God from your heart. I have loads to tell you this 10 days. You don't want to miss any of this. And I want to to finish with this. Pray for this nation. Okay, if I say pray for this nation, you better pray for this nation. I'm a preacher of faith, but I'm telling you, Jesus says, before he returns, it will be like the days of Noah. The days of Noah was a sinful time. But it's not just because of sin. People did not listen to Noah. Noah warned them. Jesus says it will be like the days of Noah. You will have preachers warning you. You will still not listen. I'm telling you today, I'm warning South Africa. I've been in the holiness of holies. If the church of Jesus Christ does not pray, the last couple of days what they did in Durban is picnic to what's coming you better hear me and when you know the first is gonna suffer your small children we need God's intervention in this nation they think that they can just take land and it's gonna be a picnic let me tell you there's gonna be war it's wild again you think they're just gonna come up and say it's my ground do you think I'm not talking to about color everybody's fed up everybody is fed up We need god people they told me i sat with a lawyer they told me this lockdown they targeted the churches they were the ones fighting in the courts to open up the church he says the government does not care about the church so what they do eventually they have to open up the nation and what will they tell the church then because now there's a shop close to my house there's a board on the shop maximum amount of people in the shop 200 The church, maximum, 50. So what is next for the church? Let me tell you what they're going to do next for the church. They're going to bring in the law that stipulates a church can't preach Jesus Christ no more. Most of you don't even know that. There's a threat against the church in South Africa that you can't preach sin. If you're offended because of what I said, they put me in prison. The lawyer told me there's no way that I can be able to defend you in court. You're going to be, you are guilty. There's nothing, they don't even make room for a preacher to be found not guilty. You're guilty. If I tell you the, the sky is blue and you're offended because it's pink, I'm guilty. That's how they want to try to stop the church. I'm not saying these things to, to scare you. I'm telling you this, the devil is afraid of the church. And this is why he tries to, to bring the church to its knees. But what the devil don't realize, the, when you bring a church to its knees... I said when you bring a church to its knees there's going to be hell to pay because a praying church is a powerful church a praying church is an unstoppable church this is why Jesus will build this church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it and by the way if you read your bible Jesus says they will put you in prison he even tells us at least for 10 days that's what he says you will, for 10 days so those going to prison for the gospel don't worry it's gonna be 10 days gonna make you a, a preacher you gonna can you imagine we just need a couple of falls and silas in prison singing hymns and praising god that the jailers come to the to the knowledge of jesus christ hallelujah come on make up your mind say from this day the devil is no longer going to steal the seed the word of god is going to penetrate right into my heart come on it's gonna he's gonna it's going to have an effect so much that i'm gonna bear fruit that when tribulation comes when onslaught comes i know how to deal with it through the word of god Amen. hallelujah what time do i be home 10 o'clock okay i just started i'm gonna give you two more hours this is why jesus jesus fought the devil with the word because the word has an effect in his heart I don't want people no more. Hear my heart. I'm not speaking as an evangelist. I'm speaking as a pastor. I am sick and tired of seeing a handful of people being prosperous, blessed, and healed while the rest is suffering because they don't want to receive the word of God. God is not a respecter of man. If it works for your neighbor, it works for you. The difference between me and you and you and your neighbor is the way you receive the word of God. The way that you guard. As Paul says, you have to guard what you have been been taught he says don't deviate from what this is the problem people of God I have to stop now now I'm speaking it like evangelist but our problem is we have 10,000 instructors we listen to everybody everybody that's on Facebook we have even Facebook groups SA for God they should change it SA for the vaccine SA for fear say for bail because that's exactly what it is and I'm finishing you can have all the groups you can have prayer meetings until you're blue in the face when you touch Israel and you touch the church that nation is done done not my words Jesus says I'll bless you Israel and whoever blesses you I'll bless but whoever curses you I'll curse What's a curse? It's the opposite of being blessed. Amen. Thank God. Thank God we love Israel. We love the church. This preacher loves Israel. You know why? Because Jesus loves Israel. Hallelujah. 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 I said hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are blessed behind the curse. Come on, I'm walking out of this building tonight with my head high because I've heard the word of God. The devil will no longer steal. Come on, when he comes immediately, you will see that the Holy Spirit has raised up a standard against him. The word of God is yes and amen in my life. Come on, I accept the word of God as true. And when I accept the word of God, Jesus will honor me and he will commit himself to me. Praise Jesus praise the Lord I said to Cecil before the service start some nights I, I have dreams it's a terrible dream that I work for the company I've worked before and why is it such a terrible dream is because in the dream I know that I am spitting the Lord in his face because I only want no thing that's how to trust in the Lord and when I wake up I thank God for every second that I can trust in him you know my life is different than yours if there's a cup of water I trust for that water buy that water People, don't you buy water I do but not with my money <laughs> not with my supply it comes from him I've accepted the truth I said I've accepted the truth and I trust him would you trust him I said would you trust him I said would you trust him do you know that he can do all things come on do you know that tonight he can touch you and everything will be different come on lift both of your hands if you believe that right now Lord, we pray. Your word says, you know what's in a man's heart. day therefore you don't commit yourself to everybody. Here's a people in front of you, Lord. We don't just want to see the signs. We believe your word because your word is the highest authority. And I'm asking you tonight in the name which is above every other name, that you will commit yourself to your people. There's people standing here tonight that will have a... A meeting with the Lord God will visit you tonight personally but it will depend on how much effort you put in and how much the hunger and the thirst is after righteousness I'm telling you people that receive the word of, of God tonight you will no longer have to go from one service to the other service you'll be able to endure everything because the word of God has been accepted I pray spirit of God as you will come and touch each one of us You have to give him the right in your life. Give him the right in your life right now. Come on, right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just close your eyes. Forget about everybody right now. Revive your people. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want to ask our worship team just to come up to the stage, if you don't mind. I want us to go into Agnes' day. what want you to sing, worship the King of Glory. And for five minutes, I want us to press in, Church of God. Press in tonight. And worship, remove everything. We long for the power of the Lord tonight in this place. One touch from heaven can change everything. It just takes one touch that will crush fear, crush anxiety, crush depression. Cancer must go tonight. Migraines must go tonight. Sugar diabetes must bow its knee tonight. High blood pressure must bow its knee tonight. Come on, are you ready to worship the Lord? I said, are you you ready to worship the Lord? Not, Not according to how you feel, but according to who He is. Come on, let's worship Him.